Time now for the Top 5 at 5. This is the Top 5 at 5. The five biggest topics in the world of sports and beyond. Brought to you by Scott Smith Injury Law. Fighting for equal justice for the injured. If you've been injured, Scott Smith Injury Law will help. Call 561-500-HELP. That's 500-HELP for your free consultation. Now alongside Brian McLovin Rowitz, here's Evan Cohen. Top 5 at 5 here on ESPN 106.3. Streaming live ESPN ESPNWestPalm.com, ESPN app, play ESPN 106.3, connected devices and speakers. One thing, McLovin, uh, just kind of a, um, an add-on to the Deshaun Jackson conversation. So uh, there's a story now developing that the owner, um, uh, a, w- a woman uh, named Kelly Leffler, Leffler, I don't, I don't know who she is. She's a U.S. senator, I guess, yeah. uh, from Georgia. But she now wrote a letter to the WNBA. Okay, and she wrote a letter to the WNBA, basically suggest that she doesn't want uh, Black Lives Matter and say her name anywhere on the um, on the um, what you call it on the court to the jerseys or anything. I mean, okay, so here's here's what I'm going to tell you. In in the same line as um, Deshaun Jackson, I vehemently disagree personally with her takes. I don't think initially she's going to be forced or should be forced to sell the team for giving an opinion. Where I think it is very, very different than Deshaun Jackson is when you are somebody who employs other people, they have a right not to want to work for you. Right. So if what what will happen, I would assume, is that WNBA players will basically say we're not playing if she's there, if she's only the team. The team's now, already said, like, oh, she's not involved in day-to-day. So I think that might be trying to cover themselves. Yeah, well, but the point is that, you know, you employ mm-hmm. many black women to play on your basketball team and you, you release a statement or you send a statement into the commissioner saying, I adamantly oppose the Black Lives Matter political mov- movement, which is advocated for the defunding of police, call for the removal of Jesus from churches and the disruption of the nuclear family structure, harbored anti-Semitic views and promoted violence and destruction across the country. Yeah, there's somebody who doesn't know what the hell she's talking about, obviously. But the players are going to likely say we're not going to play unless she's out. And so that's when action would need to happen. Mm -hmm. But she's allowed to say that. She's just a moron, in my opinion, for saying it, just like Deshaun Jackson is. But they're allowed to, and they're allowed to learn. There's a player, uh, Renee Montgomery, who plays for the team. She was already sitting out to focus on social justice stuff. She said, quote, I'm pretty sad to see that my team ownership is not supportive of the movement and all that it stands for. I was already sitting out this season, and this is an example of why. I would love to have a conversation with you about the matter if you're down. And she tweeted at her. Well, now that is a great job by that that player, that woman who happens to be a player. Like, that's a great job because that's the point, right? Sit down in front of her and let that woman, Leffler, Leffler, whatever her name is, say it to that, that player's face. Go ahead. And then see, and then hear the stories of the things that she's been through. Right. Top five at five. Go ahead. Number five. On this day, back in 1996, Hulk Hogan shocked the wrestling world by leg dropping the Macho Man and joining the NWO. Was this the most impactful wrestling moment of your wrestling watching life? Um. No, I wouldn't say it was the most impactful. So, do you think this was the birth of the NWO, or this was the birth of Hogan joining the NWO? This was the birth of them. Like Hall and Nash were just the outsiders until Hogan joined. That made them the NWO. Yeah, I see. I don't remember that specific moment. Like, I think that my wrestling fandom 
there's no question the combination of NWO and DX at the same time, the Attitude Era was like the greatest thing that I ever saw in wrestling. I don't know that there was a specific thing. It would probably be something with, with Vinnie Mac and The Rock and Stone Cold, maybe more than that. But Hogan, nah, you know what? Mega Powers. <laughs> the Mega Powers, Hogan and Savage, when they became a tag team, Whenever that was, Saturday Night Main Events or whatever it was, yeah. I think that was probably the most impactful moment. But Hogan, as part of uh, the NWO, was kind of badass. I mean, in the NWO, for a while, was amazing. Then, like, you have so many di like guys that were uh, in it, and you're like, wait, that guy was in it? <laughs> and there ended up to be so many. Um, but, I, I mean, when they split, when they went Wolfpack, I mean, they, for a while, how many years would you say that the NWO was, like, legit good? Did they make it to two full years? Is that possible? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. They, you know, they definitely ran its course, and I think they WWE sold in like 2000. So it was like four years. I don't think they ever stopped because, like you said, because they're adding so many guys and all the spinoffs and stuff. But yeah, I think a solid two years. So they said, all right, well, no, here, I'm looking on the Wikipedia. They said 96 to 2000, considered yeah. active. Yeah, active, though. I don't think successful, though. Like, at the well, end, like when Bret Hart was in it and stuff, like, it wasn't the same thing. Do we know whose idea it was? Was it Eric Bischoff's idea? I think so, because like New Japan had something similar, and they sort of stole the idea from them. And have they done like an actual, real, in-depth look on the Attitude Era of the WWE, like the WCW and, um, or excuse me, the DX and um, and WC, uh, NWO simultaneously? Has yeah. anybody really done that? What WWE produced a DVD that's now on the network. It's called The Monday Night Wars, where they go through week by week and like, okay, this is what happened this week, and just sort of like a deep dive into all that stuff. It's pretty and cool. And was it good? Yeah, I haven't watched the whole thing, but what I've seen has been enjoyable. Yeah, I would love Vice to do that, because Vice yeah. and all these wrestling things on Vice have been tremendous. Number four. Major League Baseball yesterday released their full schedule for the 60-game season. Some on social media not happy with the fact that they aren't full of day games. Did the league drop the ball by not scheduling more day games? So, I I'm confused on this. Because I I saw people doing that, right? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, people tweeting about that. And then I went to, I went to the, um, to the schedule and I actually saw a bunch of day games. So are you saying that it should be day games like every single day? Yeah, like basically the major league schedule is like it would be normally. Like 7-10 starts, you know, during the week and then you get the weekday, like the Sunday games or an afternoon one. Even like that first sort of full opening day, the Mets and I think the Braves play at 4 o'clock. Everyone else is at night. Yeah, no, that's not good. Right. That's uh, Okay, so now in comparison, let's look here. So in comparison, the NBA comes back on Thursday, July 30th, but that's the primetime doubleheader. The next day, sure. Friday, July 31st, okay? Orlando, Brooklyn at 2.30, Memphis, Portland at 4, Phoenix and Washington at 4, Boston and Milwaukee at 6.30, Sacramento, San Antonio at 8, Houston and Dallas at 9. The Heat's first game is Saturday, August 1st against the Nuggets at 1 p.m. You don't think my six-year-old son and I are going to watch every second of that, and then he's probably going to want to watch it again literally as soon as it ends? And you know what? So, yeah, the big that, difference there, point. the NBA has limited space. Like, they have, like, they're scheduling it out, and they're still able to take advantage of that. Major League Baseball is using ballparks across the nation. They can schedule all day if they want to. All right, give me a random day then. Let's see how let's see how drastic this is. Pick a day in August, and you'd get the baseball schedule, and I'll get the basketball schedule, and we'll just take a look at a random day in August. All right, Wednesday, August 5th. Wednesday, August 5th. All right. Um, I'll start us off. I have Memphis 
and Utah at 2.30. Okay. Now, by the way, even if you're not an NBA fan, gamblers are going to be all over that. Right. And you may have it on in the background because it may just be something to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia and Washington in four. Bradley Beal pulls out today, but you may be into Embiid and Simmons. Denver and San Antonio at four. Oklahoma City and the Lakers at 6.30 on ESPN. Mm. I mean, that's tremendous. Toronto and Orlando at eight. Brooklyn and Boston at nine. That's not even one of their better days, but that's... that's I, I got... Four games that I definitively could watch if I had the time. Or that doesn't make sense. Uh, four <laughs> games that if I wanted to, I could watch from start to finish. Easily. Well, baseball. You baseball? baseball won't start until uh, 6.05. Uh, Mets and Nats that day. Uh, Boston and Tampa at 6.40. Uh, we got Cubs and Royals at 8.05. Houston and Arizona, 9.10. Dodgers and Padres, 9.10. Angels and Mariners, 9.40. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, I mean, don't discount this. Maybe it's the heat, not Miami, like physically the heat. See, I've you know, heard that because I think it was Don Mattingly that was complaining that, like, there were too many day games because of the fact that guys have to sit in the crowd. So maybe there is a reason for that. But, like, why? Like, there's indoor ballparks. And I think USA Today is the one that pointed this out where – Yes, everyone's working from home, so having live sports can help grow the sport. But we talk all the time about how baseball fans just aren't young. Like, kids that are home can actually watch a game at 3 o'clock, and, like, they don't have to watch all 14 hours of it, but they can see that game end. And maybe 100%. that draws people in more. Like, it makes no 100%. sense. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, if there was a healthy way of doing this, 100% correct. Utterly ridiculous. You're right about that. What number are we up to? Number three. New Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers in a call with the NFLPA asked if a player who is asymptomatic tests positive during Super Bowl week, would they have to miss the Super Bowl? The league says that unless they get two negative tests, then they would have to miss the game. Do you believe the league would actually enforce this? All right. Insert Phillip Rivers joke here. Not something he'll have to worry right, about. Yeah. Uh, maybe if, if Dwyer's Jacoby Brissett plays, then they would have a chance in Indianapolis, but not if Rivers is playing. <laughs> um, do I think – you're saying do I think the NFL would – actually have somebody sit out the Super Bowl if they were sick. Mm-hmm. I don't Not even say asymptomatic. Man, there's no choice. And I'll tell you why. If I'm everybody else on the, the team, I'm saying I'm not playing if this guy's going to play. I can't do that. I can't take that risk. Because just because they're asymptomatic doesn't mean I'm going to be asymptomatic if I get it. So, no, it, it, they're not going to have a choice. They're going to have to do that. What if both starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl get it? Yeah. Like that I, week? Again, same thing. They're going to. They're not going to play. Those two guys are not going to play. Is Which it is that or are they going to find a way to, to push back the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to. Well, maybe you would be able to do that. Right. Because <laughs> of the fact that, you know, they're not going to have fans and everything. But that's why you're going to, like, have to double bubble Patrick Mahomes, right? Or somebody like, hey, you know, if you're going to go to Tampa for the Super Bowl this year, and let's say the Chiefs are in it again. And you realize, all right, I'm getting there. I'm getting there healthy. If you're the Chiefs, whatever hotel you're staying at, like he's staying on a floor by himself. He's not allowed off of the floor. They have like 100 security guards. Nobody's even near him. Like you're not going to have a choice. Right. What number are we up to? Number two, Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson in some hot water. Jackson posted a quote to Instagram that was attributed to Hitler talking about Jewish people. The quote, which wasn't actually said by him, has since been deleted. Jackson apologizing for his actions on Instagram. I've been getting a lot of backlash and uh, you know, feedback from the Instagram post. 
that I put on my, uh, my Instagram story. I just want to, you know, first off, extend an apology on the behalf of me and uh, what I stand for because, you know, I, I'm one that's fair and I, I never want to put any race down or any people down. And, uh, you know, my post was definitely not intended for any anybody of any race to feel any type of way, especially the Jewish community. Um, when I posted what I posted, I, I definitely um, didn't mean it to the extent that you guys took it. And I, I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm, you know, very apologetic. And I just want you guys to understand that it, it never was intended to be, you know, to put any race down or any religion down. Um, you know, I post things on my story all the time. And, um, you know, I just probably should have never posted anything that Hitler did because Hitler was a bad person and I know that. And, uh, you know, I was just trying to uplift, uh, you know, African-Americans and, and slavery and, you know, uh, just enlighten my people. So on behalf of myself, I just want to uh, let you guys know I apologize. I didn't uh, intend, you know, any harm or any hatred towards any people. I'm, I'm for one, I'm for love. And I extend it every, every day. People that know me know I have no hatred in my heart and I never try to, you know, put another religion down to uplift my religion or my race. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I just want you guys to understand that. And uh, it's coming from me and my feelings. And, you know, I just hopefully everybody respects my platform, my opinion to try to just enlighten my, my people and uh, just let everybody know that um, there's no hatred involved. So um, hope you guys understand. The team and the NFL have both released statements saying the posting was inappropriate. Does the league or team need to do more? So, um, you know, if he is if he is trying to influence the people that follow him the right way, obviously doing what he did is not that. So I think the league and the team should do more, and I'm not suggesting termination. I'm suggesting knowledge. I'm suggesting information. I'm suggesting learning. I'm suggesting growing. I am suggesting that somehow, some way, this person who has a large platform like Deshaun Jackson did, does, who made a horrific, horrific mistake here, needs to absolutely, absolutely make amends here. Now, I don't know how he's going to do it, and he needs to learn. But I'm not, I, I'm not in a place right now where I'm going to just say, get rid of a person, fire him, and so on and so forth. I'm going to say that is a horrible, disgusting mistake that he made. And he needs to learn and grow from this. And it's now their job. Well, it's his job, but it's his employer's job to help him if they so choose. I know that may not be a take that people expected or want to hear. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's how I feel today. I feel like it's disgusting. I feel like it, you know, if somebody says, is, you know, ask the question, is Deshaun Jackson anti-Semitic? I'm sorry. You had that question coming your way. Like you, you walked into that. You've allowed for that. And I think now it is his responsibility and their, their responsibility to teach him. And hopefully he doesn't have hate in his heart and hopefully he's not going to spew hate and hopefully he is going to learn from this. But I, I can't say definitively that that's going to happen. Time now for number one in the top five and five brought to you by Scott Smith Injury Law. Fighting for equal justice for the injured. If you've been injured, Scott Smith Injury Law will help. Call 500-HELP, 500-HELP for your free consultation. Journeyman quarterback Josh McCown responded to the 10-year Patrick Mahomes extension yesterday by asking 
Is this better than a one-year deal with 10 teams? So what is more impressive from a work standpoint? 10 years with one place or one year with 10 different places? Yeah, I mean, this is... Jeez. So I've been way more of the 10-year with one place guy. I've been with our company, Good Karma Brands, since 2003. Um, but a lot of times it's the one year with 10 different places to get the 10-year with one place, isn't it? <laughs> Like, you kind of have to bounce around a little bit. Like, I got really lucky because I knew what I wanted to do at a really young age, right? So I was always doing things for this. Now, I had, like, you know, I worked at a, a camp and, like, had a weird job like that. Not a weird job, but, like, I had a non... Uh, it's not a weird job at all, actually. It's a non-radio job, right. right? So I had that, but everything I did was to get to this place. So, I mean, I think there's definitely more people out there that have the 10 one-year jobs than the one 10-year job. Yeah, you've I kind of had a little of both, haven't you? Or, or no, you've had two with you. Publix and here have yeah. been kind of two almost ten year jobs, right? Yeah, Publix was like nine years, and here started my internship back in 07. And that, like, the only oh, the like, one, oh, yeah, thirteen, 13 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, the only like short since I've had, like, when I was at Florida State for a semester, I worked at the dining hall there, and then I worked at another radio station for like a couple of years, which I was just sort of there. But yeah, like, I'm more of that. But I know most people are like, hey, let's bounce around and find those different things. Well, I don't think they want to bounce around. I think they have to bounce around. Nobody wants to, right? I mean, you would want to try to have that one job that you just want and you love forever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but Josh McCown, by the way, that tweet became viral, and he's right. Like, it, there's, a, <laughs> there's a reason it should have gone viral. Absolutely 1,000% has a right to feel proud that, like, 10 different teams wanted him and that every single time somebody said goodbye, he wasn't discouraged. He just kept <laughs> on going. That's right. amazing in itself.